Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with our tight end, Jason Dunn. JD, you got the uh-huh. headband on. You ready to go? Woo, what's up, baby? Yeah, I got this beautiful, sweet headband that came in, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> Joker right here, man. Looks good. Looks good, Marcus. You know, you're, ready, you're, you're ready to go out on Sunday and, uh, and uh, give us some help on the, on the edges. <laughs> man, I'm ready to go out there tonight. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm, I'm ready to do it right now. And I might get out there and run in the dark. People will be wondering, like, what, what JD doing running up and down the street? <laughs> My neighbors are going to think I'm crazy. Yeah, man. But I'm good. Yeah, everything is good, man. I just, uh, you know, we got to talk about this this situation with this game this past Sunday. Uh, uh, losing to those kitties up in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, the Bengals or the Bungles, as some people call them. Uh, and and we'll, we'll get this thing started. We'll get this thing started. But I just wanted to say in peace, man, with this headband, man, it looks good. I really like it. You know, I might be flossing this thing for a little while, man. I like it with the with the black and stuff. So those look nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's yeah. rock and roll. Let's rock yeah. and roll with it. So tonight we have a little bit of a different uh, look for you guys. Last year we did a little bit of film review for you guys. Um, this year we're gonna bring it back uh, for this episode. We think it's perfect. Perfect game to bring out some film review. So uh, JD and I have looked at uh, some plays offensive and defensively um, to look at offensive. Offensive line play, defensive line play, totality of defense and offense play. Um, and we're going to give you give me some film review today. So um, I hope you guys enjoy it. JD, you ready to uh, teach him school, take him to school, give him some X's and O's 101? Let's go, man. We're going to talk about a few things. I just want to, you know, you know, because I, I think it's important, uh, especially, uh, you know, in the scope of perspective and looking at things and how, how you know, you kind of digest uh, what happened on Sunday, you know, some of the film. And I just want to talk about a few things. That's it. You know, nothing, nothing really major. Uh, you know, simple fact, it, it was things that was brought up that people have been talking about. Uh, you know, I, I said, you know, the same thing that, hey, look, listen, the Chiefs are nine and three. Okay. That's the reality of the situation. Nine and three. 
Uh, we still got a, a great uh, uh, positioning in the AFC. Okay, that, that we really do. And so I didn't feel, you know, that the sky's falling. I'm, I'm not really out for the doom and gloom. You know, I, I'm just not that type of guy, especially, you know, when playing the, playing the game before, you know, you always got to put everything in perspective. And so if, if you get so high in emotions, you're not going to be able to play football. You're just not going to be able to play and do your job effectively. And so, you know, you take a loss like you take a win. You know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. You come back on Monday, go over the film, see what you can learn from it, and then you move on. Right. And so what you're looking to do is every single thing that you're doing, you're trying to get better. And so I think I made I made a, a point to somebody like, look, shit, Tom Brady has been playing for 50 years. He's trying to get better. I mean, it's just how it works in the NFL. And so when you are a professional, everything you're doing out there is the same goal to win and to get better. And so we always talk about that's the biggest room in, in, in you know, is the room for improvement. Right. It's always that, you know, cliche room for improvement. Mm-hmm. And so the guys are going to take what would happen on them on Sunday and they're going to prove on it. They're going to get a lot better from this loss. And sometimes, you you know, the L's, you hate having them. You hate having failures in life, but you learn from them. I think this puts us in a better, you know, predicament as far as knowing what we're dealing with because we got so many new pieces uh, on offense and defense. That's like, okay, now we know what we can do. Uh, now, I will say yes. I thought, you know, probably we should have pressured more you know, from Spags, but, you know, everybody gets on Spags because he does pressure, right? Then you leave a guy on the island. So, you know, some people are going to be happy, some are not. And it's like, oh, well, you do this and it's not going to – look, it, it, you know, football is a, it's, it's a chess game. It's all about strategy and tactics. And so when you come out here, you're just hoping that you make more plays than the other guy. That's what it is. And so on Sunday, they just made more plays than we did. You know, we just did, wouldn't have the chance to go down there, opportunity to win the game we, we should have. And so – uh that's how the, the outcome came. I mean, you, we were leading going into the fourth quarter, 20, 24-17. I think people forget that. You know, the first two games, we was beating them handily, first halves. I think everybody forgot that. So I, it, I get these these games right here is always going to be tight. They're always going to be close games uh, with a team of that caliber. Cincinnati has a good football team. We know that. They got some great players on offense and defense. We understand that. And so – uh, I think we still got the nod. I know we still got the nod, coach-wise, and I think overall team-wise. Somebody was like, oh, I think they're a better team than we are. How? What what indication do you have with that? If I'm going from top to bottom and looking at what we have in the scope of the team, Cincinnati's not a better team than we are. They just happen to to, to win out toward the end. These things do happen, right? These things do happen. And so when we talk about any given Sunday, yeah, these do happen. We lost to the Colts. Was the Colts a better team? Uh, yeah, I know. Right? And, so, and, and look at them now. You know, they, they end up hiring an ESPN guy to be their head coach if six games later after we beat them. I mean, sometimes it doesn't make any sense. Well, you know, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's always going to be a tight game. It's it's, it's, it's going to be a tight. We know it's going to be one of those things. It's going to be a hard-fought game, okay, that you, you guys are taking swings at each other. Yeah. So when you have two teams that are playoff teams, you know, they went to the Super Bowl last year, you know, by beating us. But by the skin of their teeth, did it happen? By the skin of their teeth. And I'm telling you, these guys are always just skating by, just getting by us. Yeah. And so everybody's like, oh, well, they ain't scared of the Chiefs. Well, shoot, I don't know what team would be scared. Why would you be scared? If you play in the NFL and you're scared of anybody on the other side, then you don't need to be in the league. We put it that way. 
I'll just be honest here, you know? And so, you know, every time I hear stuff, man, on, um, you know, on Twitter and people talking, and he's talking heads, he's chicken littles, right? And I'm just <laughs> like, look, yeah, sure. If you ain't no chicken little, then don't say nothing. You ain't got nothing to say. If you ain't that person, ain't got nothing to say to you. Don't cry about it, okay? Mm-hmm. But if you are a chicken little, you get offense to it, guess what? A hit dog will hollow. So I guess that brick hit you. You know, whoever is sitting over here talking. But look, hey, everybody settle down. Middle of the week, got one on Sunday. The rest of the season looks fine. We should be able to run straight through the table. Okay, getting the guys healthy. And look, I'm not saying that there's there's no issues that we don't have, right? We know there's issues and holes that we maybe should have addressed earlier. Yeah. We didn't. We felt like we got away with it. You know, of course, it's like, eh, should we, could we? Yeah, we should have. And now playing against a team like this, then you know you it would definitely, that should have been something, uh, uh, a topic of, of importance. Yeah. But hey, we got some help. Got some help coming in. Yeah. We got some guys who are thirsty to play. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this, man. It just it's how it happens in the NFL. If guys ain't getting the job done, you're going to get replaced. Yeah. That's how it works. That's just what it is. And so, you know, there's going to be some changes. I guarantee it. We we see it already. We got some help coming in with Brandon Williams, yep. that big joker. And, you know, he comes off the football. Ooh. We talked about defensive line. We talked yeah. about that was an issue. And I think because Saunders was playing really well, I, I still like him. I still like Saunders. But Williams gives you a different caliber on double teams. I mean, he comes off the football and he absolutely wrecks. Places, hand placement, pushing guys in the backfield. That's how it has to happen. That's how it has to work. And he's a veteran presence. So he's been there before. And so that's going to help. It's going to help a whole lot in that in that defensive room, getting another veteran presence out there that could talk about what it means to be a champion in the Pro Bowl and all those different things. He's going to bring a, a, a little bit more fire. Yeah. And that's what we need. We need something like that on defense. So that's kind of my spin. That's what we, we kind of start this show off. Just talking about these things that happened on Sunday and how you had to approach the rest of the season. So it's still a winning attitude. The guys are still nine and three, you know, still best team in football, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, I just, man, everybody relax. Yeah. You can be critical of them. I'm going to be critical of these guys. No doubt about it. We're going to hold them up to a standard. They're going to hold their standard up. That's, and that's another thing that gets me upset. See, I'll keep talking. That's another thing to, to think that you're more upset than the players are, them going in and care more is what really riles me up. You know, see, because it's just not a job to us. It's just not about getting a check. I mean, we, we out there, you know, putting our lives on the line to get hit. You know, CTE, we talked about these things that go on. We understand, you know, the I got a medical book this thick dealing with things. And so these guys out there, man, and they put their lives on the line. Mm. And so for, you know, the, the critics come out there, all these guys not doing this, not doing that. Let me come to your job. Let them guys come to your job and and, and talk about the things that you're not doing right. Mm-hmm. Constantly criticizing, you know, you. And, and people do that. I mean, it, when people criticize players and maybe somebody that works at a, at a restaurant or something, that says more about you than it does about them. It really does. Now, especially if I didn't see anybody like wasn't giving any type of effort. Now, there's things guys could have done better, and they'll tell you that. But that would be fair. But to go in like some some people did, just to me, just didn't make any sense. It just didn't make any sense whatsoever. 
So if you don't like the product, you don't like what the Chiefs are, did, you know what? You know, you got to watch them. Dude, appreciate this team. Appreciate them for what they do and what they give. Yeah, if they lose, get on them. Say what you need to say. Hey, let them run down your back. Rally up. Get behind these guys. Let's get back on Sunday. Mm. But some of the stuff, man, I thought criticism, man, was just unfair on some of these guys, They how, how they just went in. So that's just my opinion. Well, No, I, I agree with you. Um, but I do think that a lot of people who are saying the Bengals are better than us, um, there are some arguments, too. And I saw a Bengals fan actually tweet about this. You know, you've seen the Chiefs during our live show. You had Bengals fans commenting on it. Yeah. Someone said for Chiefs fans to be upset by this and to think, you know, the, the sky's falling is kind of crazy. It goes like, you know, we, we we have a quarterback on the rookie contract. You guys have a quarterback who got paid half a billion dollars. You had to trade you had to trade pieces to your team to get younger because you couldn't pay everybody. We right now, Bengals are in that window where Chase is a rookie or Chase on his rookie deal, Burrows on his rookie deal, T. Higgins is on his rookie deal. You have all these guys who are still not getting paid that big amount. So they have this window right now. In two years' time, you're gonna you can't pay everybody as as chief fans know. So it's like they have to kind of dominate in this, and and they're squeaking by us in this in this window that they have. They're squeaking by a team that's already had to ship out pieces already from that from that original Super Bowl roster. So it's like, I mean, he said the Chiefs are in a better position than the Bengals are, you know, because the fact that you you know, and, and I I see that that, that I mean that, that makes sense. It, I mean, it does for the future, no doubt about it, right? We talk about just this now, right in itself, that even even though you still have these guys, I, I still think that I know the Chiefs are a better team. I, I I really do believe that, top to bottom. And so, yeah, I get it. You know, those guys got to get it while they got it. Yeah. They have to. They got to take advantage of every single opportunity. And that's what happens in the NFL. I mean, you you're gonna be a competitor. You're gonna be out there. You're trying to win. That you know, if you're worth your salt, you are trying to win. And so, they got some good guys on the other side. We got some great, great guys too, believe me. So, like I said, man, I'm 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 good with the guys we have in our room, uh, who we have on our team. Uh, I'm already with it. Hey, let the criticism be fair. You know, we could talk about it. You know, we and we have these conversations, and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it on some of this film and yeah. talk about it. Man, that's all right. That's okay. Uh, but sometimes, man, like you know, the people just losing their minds. Like, oh, I just man. Like, yo, get a grip on yourself. Heck, you act like you play. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you have people who say the players play play like they don't care, but then you also have the same people who make fun of the players who go online to defend themselves on Twitter, which, you know, I see I see that, right? Like, you know, players shouldn't care what, what fans have to say. But at the end of the day, it, do, it do, doesn't show. It, 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 kind of, it kind of contradicts what they have to say because apparently that player doesn't care about, about his play on the field. But yet he's going on Twitter to find to, to defend himself. So obviously the guy does care. So it's yes. like, how can how can you say both? Oh, he plays like he doesn't give a crap. But then what? He's going online and defending himself. It's like, well, I thought you said he didn't care. So obviously he does care. He does give a shit. So man. yeah, I mean, come on, guys, guys definitely care. I mean, you're in a championship team, you definitely care. Yeah, I mean, you have a, you know, a, a, you know, your your respect, your pride. You have all those things that that are important to you. And you want to make sure that you, you know, you protect it, protect your name. Uh, the thing is, just with this social media thing, man, you got so many trolls and people that come out there just want to say anything. It's like, 
yo, they like they live for that. They live to say those things. And it's just, you know, this platform is given every crazy joker, the 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 position to say whatever. And that's fine. Best thing to do is don't even play into it. And it's hard. I could got it's hard. Believe me, I I see people, I'm just like, man, this dude's an idiot. Like an idiot, right? Yeah. But hey, you know, it's like, man, you know, I'm leaving it alone. Cause if you realize what what people are trying to do sometimes, right? You're, and you just like you're giving that fuel by responding back. Yeah, just at, at, you know, just look, and it's best to just leave it alone. It's best to, you know, just and let your play go out there on the on the field and let your play do all the talking. Mm-hmm. And I think it's what kind of everybody was up alluding to, like Justin Reed and how what he was talking about and what he said. Hey man, listen, look, people are out there talking smack, talking sh- all day long. Doesn't matter if the locker room, doesn't matter if it's in the bulletin board material, the game they played in the in, 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 in the media. The game's played out there on the football field. The physical aspect of it. That's what that's what that's where it's played at. Like talk talking about taking your neck off. That's what we're talking about. Like running through somebody's, you know, juggler, trying to put you, you know. Put you six feet under. I mean, it's just one of those, you know, in a good way, right? I'm just, you know, I'm gonna say that because got kids and I, you know, it's, it's, but it's good. It's it's competition. Yeah. It's competition. You want to win, and so it's gonna be hard hits. It's gonna be some some brutal, brutal plays out there, and so why well, fight a guy that's on on the couch talking about you should have done this better? Yeah. What's what what what's the point, right? Before we look at the film, you, since you mentioned Justin Reed, um, you were on Twitter yesterday, kind of, you know, talking with, with, with fans about you know him going on Twitter. Um, so he, yesterday he doubled down on it. I mean, I'm sure you saw that he doubled down on what he had said before the game, even though after the game he, you know, he said in an interview that he said he, he apologized to um, uh, what's his name, um, Hurst. Uh, yeah, he apologized to Hurst for not remembering his name and stuff. Um, and they, but he tweeted yesterday, unpopular opinion. We lost, but I was still right. Cry about it. How do you take that? Uh, you know what? I don't know. They don't even matter. I lost the game. So here's the thing. And, and this is what somebody was telling me because I didn't, I'd never seen the initial thing, what it was said, and him doubling down. And somebody said on Twitter what it was. And I read it, and I'm just like, okay, what does that mean? And so I think you were talking about like, you know, pro football focus. Focus him on, you know, yeah. rated him on whatever, right? Look, you start getting into those things, just that's another thing. Do not play into that. Do don't don't play, don't, don't defend yourself. You don't need to. Okay. Just go out there and just go play ball. Okay. That's it. But he has a right to say whatever you want to say. Yeah. Hey, he knows what he's saying. If that's what it has to do with it, then that's what's it has to do with it, right? Yeah. Go out there and show your play. Make everybody, matter of fact, make everybody else around there better. Okay, but you keep playing your game. You keep playing harder. Matter of fact, shoot, you you grade out even better than that next time. Okay, but when you're measuring these things, there's a lot of different measurements. There's a lot of different measurements. Film don't line on on, on a lot of different things. And if somebody's sitting there saying, "Oh well, you know, yeah, you might have had this, but there's some other things you could have got better with," and I know he feels that way too. Mm-hmm. But I think it just goes and playing it to the whole media thing, man. You just you know. It's just, it's hard, man. You just got to back away. It is hard. Like, yeah, put the phone, put it down. Put the phone, put it down. Just back away. Hey, go play ball. 
It's this yeah. day and age, though. It's tough. It's tough, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Back back in your day, you could you could step away from them altogether. As soon as, as soon as the press leaves the locker room, that's it. That, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, you got you, the, you talk radio, but like that was that's pretty much it. Hey man, look, I came from Philly. It was uh, I'm telling you, it was it was when it came out to Kansas City, man. It was light. It was like I was like, man, is this is this how markets really are? Because that <laughs> hey, up there is crazy. But majority most fans. I'm going to say probably 99.9% of the Chiefs fan are great, great people, great fans, love them to death. There's going to be some some idiots that come out and say whatever, right? Oh, my gosh. And you just, okay, you strap up. How about you come on out here? Okay, put your chin strap, you know, do what you need to do to come out here, then be that. But players love the fans. They do. They love to interact with the fans out here. Mm. some ones that you know to come in and make it like the you know it's just the, the bad taste of it yeah. you know Kansas City got the best fans in the world no doubt about it okay so you don't have to like look at a few of them that come out there and say whatever and you know they're going to be nitpicky on a lot of different things and I mean you know it's, things get slanted a particular way and that's the ones you just need to like you know what you see you see what the agenda is what people say man just leave it alone yeah don't even fool with it yeah. Love uh, the ones that love you, right? And then, yeah. you know, the ones that don't like you, you know, you just be nice and like, hey, hey, look, you know what? Hey, got it. Understand it. Yeah. Uh, but in regards to Justin Reed, uh, in in coverage against the Bengals, 37 coverage snaps, one target, and zero reception. So maybe that's what he was talking about as far as he was right. But, okay. Well, uh, he, he might have been right on that, but that, that film don't lie on a, on a couple of things, though, too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Great segue for uh, our film review now. So right now we're going to take a deep dive into the defense. Uh, we have a couple of plays that uh, J.D. has, uh, has cherry-picked uh, for us to look at. Um, so we're going to take a deep dive now. So the first attempt, this is the first series, right? So yeah. this, so this this right here, I, I just – so it's, it's vital. I cannot overstate how important it is for whatever team that comes out has to set the tone. If you have a return, return the ball as, as hard as you can go, block the guys as much as you can. Same thing on offense. You get the ball first, you are there to set – you are the tone setter for the game. You are the tone setter for the game, right? The thing is, defense comes out, right? Yeah, there's been noise talked and all of this and out here, right? Guess what? You go out there and you send a message. It's got to be a tone-setting day. That's what it is. And beat us twice. Hey, guess what? Everybody, everybody understands that. Everybody in the stadium, area, Kansas City, everybody in, in the United States, everybody who watches the game understands that. Now it's time to go ahead and make a statement. And so this is one of the things I, I just, you know, when I'm I'm seeing this and I'm looking at it, whoever's coming off this edge, it could be anybody. And this is this is Reed right here. Okay. Tone seven. Gotta run through. Hey, that. Look, and I get it, but this pressure hands, run through this guy, jump over Joe Burrow. Like, set the tone. Set the tone. Get hit by Thornhill, but this it's got to be a tone setting. Like, when you come off, it, it can be no mistake about what this game is. It can't be. So that right here, like, kind of, like, pulling up. I, I know the back's coming to get you, man, but you got you to gotta strike this guy. You got to press him back into Joe Burrow on this one, Okay. And so I think some of the guys up front, who was this? Uh, 
That's why I like Kalafkas. He's, I mean, he's coming, man. He's trying. This sucker's scratching and crawling. That's why I like that, that Joker. It looks so, like it's Naughty and Chris Jones, I believe. Okay. So, Chris, same thing. Chris is trying to come through, too. And this is, this is what I'm talking about, like, that extra help. If you singled up, you got to come. I think they're doing a twist. It, it, it looks like a twist right here. Yeah. Okay. But this is this is what without a doubt when he start this first series against this offense, you got to set the tone. You know, ain't nobody backing up, ain't nobody scared. But it, it, it is so important when you sitting over here. It is so important the things that you do uh, when this thing starts. So important the things that you do. All right. Now this is what I'm talking about like on the defensive line, and I hate calling things out, but look, it's got to be a more of a push, okay? It's got to be more of a push. Create a pal like this. I mean, you ride, we can push down the field like four four yards. Like to me, that sense of urgency not to get your butt kicked, like you got to crawl and scratch. The thing is, when you get pushed back here, you see our linebackers. Our linebackers can't make any plays, all right? And the thing is, it's just a film evaluation. This, this is what I would do as a coach. This is what the, the, the coaches are talking about. They're telling this to the players. The players understand this. You know, they can't just take you for a ride because then all of a sudden, you know, then you got the, the ones that's critical of Bolton and Gay. Oh, you know, they can't make the shoot. You know, if you're getting these guys thrown onto their laps, what do you want them to do? So it's tough. So I think, man, you know, it's the, it, that's why it's so, it's so important. When you come out there, man, these pads got to be popping from the very jump, from the very start. The pads got to pop off of this. And so I, I just, some people said it came out flat. And I had, to, I had to go back through the film and just look at this. I'm just like, is, is it flat? Was it caution? What is it? Right? What, what is this right here you're looking at? And I think, you know, the two measures. Too cautious. So this one right here, this was the one they were talking about the wind block. Samjay Piron, okay, who's been playing excellent ball for them, all right, runs this off the wham. Reed's supposed to come up here and smack him, take his face mask off on this one. Mano Mano coming up. And this is the thing I think people would, you know, kind of being critical about, like, man, if you're talking this noise, you got to come up here and you got to back it up. This right here, don't pit a pat it. Come up here, hit this joker. You see it. You see how the hole opens up. I mean, just, just giving up too much there. You know, missed tackles. And there were just too many missed tackles, missed tackles on defense. And it's, it's like I said, these are things that they're talking about over film about missed tackles. These guys know this. We, you know, it's, it's not like I'm saying anything different than what they know that they did wrong or didn't do well or what they shouldn't have seen. But this is some of the things like when, when you plan against a team like this, I don't care if it's big, I don't care who it is. The Broncos next week, it's got to be a tone setter. So if you're playing Piccadilly high school, you know, system areas of the poor, I don't care who it is. This sucker runs through here like that. Someday's a good back. He is. But that sucker right there needs to, he got him. You got he's got to meet this moment. He's got to know. 
But before I just have a question before Reed even has a chance to get to him. I mean, that's a clear hole. I mean, even, even if Reed does get him, that's, he's what seven yards on touch before uh, Reed gets there. I mean, are you seeing anything up front that's kind of concerning here? I mean, you know, some wham block. Chris ain't seeing this block. That's, uh, uh, you know, those blocks, those whams from tight ends. That's the only time you get to catch a deep in the tackle, not looking. <laughs> um, uh, Big Gilbert from uh, Green Bay. I had to do a wham block on that joker, man. He And he just happened to catch me out of the corner of his eye, seen it at the last minute. And I was able to stall and hit that big joker, you know. <laughs> he, he was a little bowling ball. He, that, you know, tough. But you catch a, a defensive tackle not looking, hey, man. Yeah, that's an attaboy for that tight end blocking Chris on that one because he'll never have another time to catch Chris <laughs> like that. I promise you. But this, like from seven yards deep, I mean, it, this is, I mean, this man. It's rough. That I mean, that that has to be come in. Pop, pop, pop. I'm talking about lighten him up. Lighten him up. That's what that is. That's all. That's all. And I don't know where you want this one back. I know he wants it back. I know he probably looked on him like, man, I should have took his sucker's face mask off. I should have put him over in the front seat. Had him calling for his mama or something. Same thing. Pocket. It's pocket there. You know, and they doing all the little throw the ball and first, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, get it. Okay. What did you make of Chris Jones's play? Because he, he got a lot, a lot of fans are all over Chris Jones's business about his lack of, I mean, he, got, he didn't get a sack in that game. Um, so I, I, that's, I guess, people look at, they look at the box score and see the sack. But I mean, what, what did you make of his play during that game? Man, they look the one that you can't let beat you is ninety five. They double team and they making sure they that he doesn't get back there. They gonna hit him as much as possible. I guarantee that was the game plan. You make sure ninety five does not get back here. You hit him. You leave the onus on everybody else around him on the defensive line to make the plays. That's what I would do. That's that would be that would be my coaching philosophy. Ninety five can't beat us. Anytime we see him, we're gonna make sure we double team or put an extra hat and hands on this guy. But let everybody else around him, let them, let them be the one to beat us, right? I mean, Chris Jones is a star in there at defensive tackle. He can't do everything, though, up on defensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, Dunlop was coming. He was he was playing hard. So you had guys – and look, and I'm not taking away from guys giving, you know, uh, uh, you know, coming out and, and, and clawing and scratching, but I just need to see more. If you one-on-one, you have got to win that battle one-on-one. You have to. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. If not, a talented quarterback like Joe Burrow, he's gonna put he's gonna pick you apart. He's gonna pick you apart, man. That's how it works. So, you know, I don't care who it is. Sure, it could have been uh Baker Mayfield. Give him a little uh, you know, window that's talking to he'll throw the ball in there. Shoot, third string quarterback could do that. Oh no! I say Baker. Baker getting a whole lot of flack right now. Poor guy. Baker getting a whole, he getting a whole lot of flack right now. <laughs> Same thing. I mean, Chris is he's 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 coming through two every time, man. 
It's coming through two guys every time. That'll wear you down. You know, that's, that's hey, beat him up, wear him down. Other guys got to come produce. Just based on what, you know, seeing that between Naughty and um, Colin Saunders, it looks like it's the same kind of thing. They're not really getting pushed. Yeah. I don't know if that's right there. It's like you just waiting. I don't I don't know if I don't know what that is. Ready, reading. Oh, good. Dunlop had a good game. I think Dunlop, man, he, man. I think Dunlop a lot. Yeah. Now, I don't know what the state of our defensive line would be without him, to be quite honest with you. It's crazy. Yeah. So they go spinning the ball, boy, spinning the ball. You know what I'm saying? We got these things, jokers thing. They, you know. That's the thing that just infuriates me when I'm sitting there and I'm watching how I said it's, it's never really anything that about what they did. It's about what we didn't do, what we did. Well, it's Justin Reed there. Good Reed, yeah. No, it's, look, Reed, look. I think he had a decent game, man. I think he had a solid game. I, you know, the pass and all of that, but, you know, the things that you want to see like that, you know, like you're talking smack, like you coming out there, you got war paint on, you uh, you come in like to take heads. That's what you're trying to do. It's a headhunter, the safety. That's what you got to do. And so he's got that, man. He, he has that about him. No doubt about it. It's a good play. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Come on, man. Look, you got Joe Burrow just running up. They got him running up the gut now. Yeah, that was a designed run, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure looked like it. That's like a, that's like a Cam Newton play right there. They, they, they felt comfortable running with Burrow. Yeah, they see they double team, you know. No, they they double teaming it. Yeah, design play for sure. And they're getting push, right? Getting push. Yeah. Hold on to Chris. Hold on to him. Let everybody else around you beat him, beat you. Double team that guy. D tackle. Get him on, on across. Uh, you know, on top of the linebacker, so they can't make any plays. Push him in the back there. Touchdown. So, I mean, it's definitely the scouting report. I mean, the fact that everyone, everyone can see that we, you know, our other D tackles really aren't getting pushed, then they, you know, pl- you know, teams are going to game plan for that. Right. Okay. Now we got the uh, rough in the passer, um, the play that a lot of people say uh, one of the plays that could have changed the game. Man, that's 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 a beautiful form tackle, man. I thought Star Wars did a pretty decent job myself too, man. I think he did a decent job. This is this is a crappy call right here. A horrible, crappy call. Joe Burrow's going forward. You know he's going. He, he's he's on in, all into him. I mean, this is perfect timing. I don't know. I don't know what else you can do as a defensive tackle. I, I just don't. I, I just this right here for the life of me. I don't even understand how you make this call. I don't. How Star Wars supposed to pull up on this? How's he supposed to pull up? 
Yeah, and he didn't drive him to the ground. There's no, there no shoulder of him driving him to the ground. He just, no, he just he's like kind of laying on him. And he rolls off. Man's carrying three hundred some pounds with him. What do you want him to do? Yeah, know you know he's only on his tip of toes going. Is that he? In a sense, he would almost have to hurt himself not to land on Joe Burrow. Now you ask this man to pull an ACL, just try not to land on him. Because of these ridiculous rules they have for the quarterbacks. It's crazy. It's a terrible call. It's a booty call right there, man. Yeah, two of them. Two of them on this drive. That's what helped them out on this drive. Two of them on this drive. Isn't that at one against McDuffie, too? We got the interception. Mm-hmm. Terrible call. Yeah. Bad call. And for those that don't know, uh, Taylor Stallworth is now uh, being signed by the Houston Texans. We just waived him yesterday. Um, and hopefully we'll be bringing up the guy uh, we talked about, uh, Brandon Williams, to maybe uh, change the culture of this defensive line going forward. We'll be able to talk about that a little more later. Yeah. Um, but I believe what we have here. Oh, we got Joe Burrow looking like Randall Cunningham here. Uh, this is what he takes the. Yeah, I, I just wow. So, what, what are your thoughts on this one? <laughs> Miss tackles, Miss tackles. You know, I mean, it, it's got to be the alignment, man. Was 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 bad the way I look at it from the end zone view. I mean, the alignment, you know, sets us up. Shoot, we got it's a hat on a hat right here. Actually, the guy is uh, outnumbered on this side. So, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough. But see, when you got that, like the two guys hitting you, one's trying to come off, you either hold that guy so it don't get to your linebacker, you got to do something. Well, you got to make sure you press that guy, come off at, at block, and make that tackle. And Joe Burrow, like, hey, he's supposed to make that joker pay. Yeah, what happened with Willie Gay here? Did he, did he whiff on that tackle? I mean, what, 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 right here when he comes across the screen right there. He just missed it. Yeah. Sneed missed him too. I bring his feet. Oh, no. Wow. That's just, man, you know, it's just got to be that. It's got to be that killer instinct the whole game. And those guys know it. Those guys know it. So, And, and this is the hold on uh, McDuffie here. Uh, big time game changing play. It's the the all twenty. the up top view. You can kind of see a slight little grab there. Yeah, that, that's 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 a ticky tack call right there, man. The, the flag comes out late. That that that's what that's what I know for Washington. You see the flag come out way late. Yeah, I mean Juan Thornhill was already. He done turned around. He 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 done made two moves and already on the sideline before the flag comes out. Let's see here. So he grabs him right about there. One, two, three, about three and a half seconds. Yeah, man. That's just uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's like whatever, man. But, I mean, that was a game changing call right there. You, you we get that interception, we, we take it down with the five yard line. I mean, man. I mean, yeah, these things are going to happen, man. I mean, the five yard line, we're going to go score, right? So yeah, man, this is this this this. It's what you kind of seen. I mean, that's what it's 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 so important, man. That you setting the tone for the game. 
You know, if the offense came out there first, they got to set the tone. You got to go down and get a score. That's that's how it is. And so when you're, when you're playing, especially in, in a hostile environment, you know, supposed jungle up there in Cincinnati, you know that you can't, you know, accept anything or push back from anything. Like everything's got to be 100 miles an hour. We're taking your head off, you know. Like I, I got to run straight through your pads, so. Now, the question I got that we kind of alluded to, you know, talking about Brandon Williams earlier. Yeah. Um, a lot of people in the Chiefs kingdom seem to think, and you, you kind of mentioned it, Brandon Williams will solve some of the issues we've had in the D-line. Um, and I think some people have pointed to, you know, uh, Melvin Ingram. Uh, we brought him. He kind of changed the culture of our D-line last year. It was a, uh-huh. it was a veteran that we brought in. Uh, yeah. Do you feel the same way about um, Brandon Williams, that he could be a solution to our defensive line issues? I think so. I, th- I think he's going to bring something here, especially being a, in, in a veteran. You know, uh, like I said, uh, a pro bowler, when you watch his film, you watch how he plays, you know, the 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 the, the, the double team. You watch how he's pressing guys in the backfield. You watch what his, his effort is when he's coming off the football. And he's he's got he's low to the ground and he presses really really well, so that's what you need to see. You need to see a pop come from the defense line, and he's gonna come in, man. And 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 you know he's come back here with color, so he understands the scheme. He understands what he needs and what's required of him. When he comes off, boom! I mean he's pushing this guy in the back. I mean he's he's you know he's propelling this dude, uplifting him, you know. And that's what you need to see, double team wise. He's not really giving any type of ground, and so that's another thing. Like this is for your linebackers to be effective, they got to be able to run through lanes and they can't have guys in their lap. And so when you have people in front of you that's going to be able to, you know, keep those guys getting to the second level, that's what's going to help you become successful and make plays. And so whether it's just pressing guy, you know, pressing the 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 guard or the center back to the, the quarterback. It's collapsing that pocket. You don't want to give him any type of comfort back there. And I think he's going to provide that. I really do. So when I start watching this film, looking at what he does, what he does really well is he can press guys like just bench press them in the backfield. And he does a, a, a hell of a job in double teams. So uh, I think he'll he'll definitely come in and give a spark. Uh, he hadn't played all year, and that's another thing, just getting him up to speed, you know, getting his, his wind in him. But I think, man, he's he's gonna he's gonna bring and 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 provide a spark that is needed on a defensive line. Well, as always said we need a guy opposite of Chris, and I think Colin was doing a good job. 90s, so what? But this guy right here, who's been there before, he'll, he'll provide that for sure. And one more thing, uh, I just want, I want you to talk on this because you you played the NFL, obviously. Um, Talk about difference between being in NFL shape because people look at you know Brandon Williams's workout videos over the last you know, last you know for a few months. Everyone's yeah. like, oh he should have been ready to go uh, last week when we signed him. It's like oh, it's a little different to being getting into being you know in shape and NFL yeah. shape. Can you talk kind of talk about the difference between the two? Well, sucker ain't been hit. Yeah, if you ain't been hitting bodies laying on you, that's a whole different that's a whole different feel. <laughs> that's that's NFL shape. That is taking the hits. Like in the four months, it's like, okay, I let my body get acclimated to getting hit and falling, all those different things again. It's one thing to turn over tires and, 
you know, do jumping jacks and all those different things, do sprints. It's another thing to have 320 pounders on your back, uh, bite your ear and, and hitting your legs and your knees and your kidneys and everything like that and your ribs. That's a whole different, that's a whole different shape. It's a whole different shape. And the only way you're going to get into NFL shape is actually getting out there and getting hit, being at the NFL shape. That's the only way it's going to happen. So, you know, I always, I always say this. I used to tell reporters all the time, I used to get ready for training camp. The best way to do it, the only way you can simulate it, throw yourself down the steps about 100 times. That's probably what it's going to feel like. Ugh. It's a car wreck. And so when you, you're piling and bodies and stuff like that, it's going to take maybe a week or two just to, okay, man, I know what that feels like, right? If I ain't been hit, you know, in a few months, I just need to get that initial hit, get that rust up off of me, and I'm going to be fine. So, you know, Hey, if we if we felt like we didn't need him, then that's just how they felt. Okay, now in hindsight, we look at it like, well, shoot, yeah, we definitely could have used it, no doubt about it. But he's here now, so yep. hey, he's here. Yep. So that's what yep. matters moving forward. Yep. And with the releasing of Stallworth, it probably lends a hand to maybe him being active active uh, this weekend and elevated to the active 53-man roster. So hopefully, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll right, see. right. Now we're going to go to the offensive line play or the, or the offensive play. Um, JD picked out a few plays for us to look at. Uh, we're going to look at that. Then we're going to discuss uh, more about the tackles after that. So here we go. So we're talking about you know the tone setting. <laughs> Offense came out. They meant business. It meant business, right? That's the thing. I, I don't really look at that. McKinnon, man. It's like a look at Saucy right there, baby. Number one was Rock Toten that rock. Him and Pacheco both. Both of them jokes look good. I love our running game. I think, to be honest with you, in the playoffs, that's going to be the key for us. That's going to be a big difference is our running game. Watch how our houses are coming off the football. They are, they are coming off the ball. Look at that. Same thing. Pacheco ain't getting hit. He's five five yards down the field. Shoot, seven before he's really getting touched. That's what I like to see. That's who we are. That's that's who the offensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs, that's who they are. That is their identity. That's what they can do. Got them big jokers up front, man. Look at them suckers right there, man. I mean, business. We ain't quite built for speed, man. We built for power. We can do speed. We built for power. That's for sure. So we go two plays. We get positive yards. I think eight yards and nine yards on on two 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 plays. Second and three. Me personally, I'd have ran it right here. Why not? What do you see? That's comes around. Well, Wiley just missed his block. Whips him. You know, Pat gets on him too on this one. Because he knows. Pat looks at the guy like, man, who's chasing me? And he realizes who it is. And while he knew it, he's got to make his block. Matter of fact, normally go high. Go hit this, this joker like it's a run block. This is one of the few snaps that Ronald Jones got in during the game. Yeah. You got to sell it. Sell it. 
So now, you know, this is this is what we, I was kind of talking about, like our tendencies, right? We get down here, second three, we're going to throw the football. So we should have broke that tendency right here. Heck, we, we, you know, being effective running the football down their throats. But, you know, hey, third and three. Mm. Defense tackle makes a play. Think it's like the second time he's been in the game or something. Or they played all year. I think they said something. I forgot what it was. They said it was just like, wow, you know, he happy. Look. He got his power up there. This is first down right here, man. This might be touch. Yeah. For real. He had him there, man. Oof. Yeah. So the O was humming. That's, that's, I don't worry about the O against this. I don't really worry about the D against this team. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just, guys, we got, you know, man, it's just, you you, you know, when you're, like I said, when you're playing in that environment, I think that offense, they knew. They made one more play than, than, than we did. That's what happened. When Travis fumbled, which rarely ever happens, <laughs> you know, the man's trying to get extra yard. Mm. People try to get on him about that. Like, why are you getting extra? Shoot, because he's supposed to. That's what he's fighting for. People are supposed to come and push him around, push him on up here. The guy made a play, right? Travis was pissed. He was pissed. I know it's true. That joke, you can see him steaming on the sideline. He said on his podcast that um, he, bl- he blames himself for the loss and the fumble. On his on his podcast, is what he said. Oh shoot! Yeah, I, I, I know that's how you feel, but now nah, that shoot, now nah, when his fault. Yeah, people are getting mad oh. about the extra yards. It's also part of the reason why everyone loves Travis because of his his ability to get yak yards after contact. So it's that's like, what I'm saying. You can't have both ways. Like again, he's getting yak yards. <laughs> a lot of people are getting yak yards. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are doing it. They, that's what you want them to get yak yards. They're pushing the pile. You're the crowd screaming and oh, they, you know. And it just, oh no! Now it's no because he fumbles. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, just you know, sometimes you got to throw your hands up, man. It's like wow, all right? They never had no problem with him getting extra yards. No, you know, matter of fact, I thought they was gonna call him dead. To be honest with you, yeah, but he kept moving that pile though. The, 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 kept moving the pile. Yeah, kept moving the pile. But hey, man, these things happen. It's football. These things happen. They yeah. do happen. So, but he still had a shot. He still had a chance. That's the thing about it. Yeah, so. yeah I I read online. I, I I couldn't really confirm it, but apparently Kelsey was had some kind of a sick sickness going to that game. I mean, and that would that would make sense as far as we were talking about the post game. You know, he was kind of he was kind of coming off quite often during that game. He kept coming out. Like I remember during around the goal line, um, right before McKinnon's touchdown. He was he, uh-huh. he wasn't even he was barely in on on those snaps for his touchdown, huh? So I mean maybe there there is something too because there was a rumor that we there was a flu going through our locker room. Um, I, I you know what I I can believe that because there was another person who looked like they were kind of and that was Bolton. Bolton was making plays, but he looked looked like he was dragging a little bit. He did. He just he just didn't quite seem himself. And I know guys don't want to give excuses. They probably didn't want to talk about it too much and, you know, probably getting over things and whatnot. There was a flu and all that still going around. But you could you could kind of see. And so if that was affecting guys, it could have been it. You know? Yeah. No telling, but, I, I you know. That's gonna happen. These guys are still in it. These, the guys are still in it. That's the thing about it. They were still, still there. Still there. 
Do you, I mean, do you remember? I mean, obviously you guys played through everything, but do you ever remember playing through illnesses while you're when you during your playing days? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think when just guys that you know had have gotten the flu before and try to play. And what you do is you just try to give them as many fluids as possible. You know, you just constantly, you know, you know, keeping them, you know, as much, you know, as, as possible, trying to keep a minute, try to keep a minute. And it's just, man, you know, everybody knows how the feel, flu looks and how it feels. But, you know, if you could try to alleviate some of the symptoms of things, then, you know, hopefully guys are like, okay, man, I might be able to do it. I might be able to go. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's it's a tough deal. It's a tough deal. Yeah. Tough I mean, sledding, brother. It's tough sledding going up through it. Can't imagine it. Especially if you got if you got the, the runs coming through, you know, but, but on, on both ends. That's where you take pop pops of emodium. Make make sure you uh, <laughs> make sure yeah, you dry, yeah. make sure you dry down there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know you if you have if you on the, the runs on both sides, it might be you might have to sit down for that one. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I, I I can't I can't imagine this, especially a guy a tight end who you know he's put you know he's got you got to put his hand down the dirt in the trenches, and he's also got to run routes on top of you know dealing with whatever kind of illness it was. So right, uh, right. Ugh. Um, but I do want to ask you. Uh, so a statistic came out. Um, I don't know, was it PFF who released it? But anyway, um, only two offensive tackles have allowed more than 36 pressure to their quarterback this year. Um, we have both of them. Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley have both allowed more than 36 pre- uh, quarterback pressures this year. Um, they're getting a lot of crap. Uh, also, I, I read another uh, statistic that Brown. On Sunday, had a uh, a win rate of fifty three percent on third and fourth downs um, this past weekend. Um, what Who do you make? Uh, what or, is it? Where's this from? I believe it was a PFF uh, stat, but he had a win rate of fifty three percent on third and fourth downs uh, against the Bengals. And the pressures is the same thing. Yeah, PFF? The pressure, the pressure is also a, a PFF statistic, I believe. Um, but that's a, it's being shared a lot by a lot of people on that. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you make of these numbers? And when you hear that we are the only, we have the only two tackles who have allowed more than thirty six QB pressures this year. And it's just two things in that. Okay, the guys got to play better. No doubt about it. I mean, that, that's just too many pressures. It's just way too many pressures. And I think feet and hands are the issue and the problem. And so when I'm watching uh, the pass protection. I can see feet clicking and maybe just being kind of high, not really, you know, kicking out like they should or, or pressing uh, with the hands and fighting. Uh, you know, that's that's those are issues that you had you had to you, that are glaring. Those things are glaring. Uh, those guys hold up pretty well, but like I said, we we see where they're running and you know they're. Powering through guys, they got that. They, that's one thing that they're very good at, uh, you know. And and look, you gonna have more pressures because we pass more, right? Just, you know, let's just <laughs> just keep it in context of like how these numbers come about, also too, right? And so we know we're, we're passing, you know, a lot, and yeah, you're gonna have more opportunity to get pressures against these guys. So you got to you got to take it. You know, somebody with a grain of salt, and you know what they, you know, sit of pressures and all of that. I don't, but uh, no doubt about it. The, the play on the outside of the tackles have to be better. Uh, I don't think it's their standard. 
uh, on certain things. I think, you know, third down with uh, uh, OBJ, you know, guy got a, uh, Hendricks got an inside move on me. You know what I mean? I know he didn't want to give that one up like that God. And so this guy's a battler, man. You got to just continue to fight. They got to continue to fight. Uh, shoot. Is there something like a, a change coming? I'm sure there's probably been talk. I mean, the Yang, the Yang's back. I mean, Kennard is there healthy. I mean, he's the backup. So Prince. Prince. So you got guys, I don't know if on, on the right side of Leno OBJ. You know, I don't know. Yeah. You know, what are you gonna do with that? Because he's gonna go against, you know, the tough guys every single week. Just gotta get better at his feet. Feet and hands. That's what it is. Feet and hands hunkering down. Just be more athletic. And like they said, sometimes, well, you know, you, I think you said, like before, like they said that it's a little bit harder because you got Patrick scrambling around, so you might have pressures with that too. So I think all these different things come into it. All these things come into play, right? Yeah. It's all these things come into play. So I think, you know, context matters. It does 100%. when you're saying these things, without a doubt. We could use numbers, but numbers don't tell the entire story. I always yeah. say that. They just yeah. don't. So uh, just, we got to be honest here. Honest, yeah, and the honest answer is, you know, just got to get better. You got to get better out there. Like when you know it's third down, you can't you can't lose. Daggone it. Do everything you have to to make sure you don't lose that battle. Mm-hmm. So if even if it's help from McKinnon or that back, to be on the outside, you know you can sit up inside a little bit better because you know you have help. Shoot, fine. You know, do that for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I think for me, Wiley, it's not so surprising. I mean, Wiley's, you know, he's he's not he's not he's not a starting right tackle. I mean, you know, he's a reserve guy, and you know, we drafted Niang to be the starting right tackle. He's been hurt. You know, we brought in, you know, we drafted Kennard, we drafted, um, we we brought in Prince. We, I mean, he wasn't supposed to be the main guy. We we was fighting for that. Orlando Brown's a different story. That he has, you know, he wanted to be the highest paid left tackle. That's a little yeah. different story. I give Wiley, Wiley a little, like you know, a little less crud for that. But as far as Orlando Brown, I mean, I mean, he wants to be paid top dollar left tackle. He wants to be seen as that. That's where it's like okay. But I do get it. The, the, the context matters. You know, Patrick extends plays more than any other quarterback in the league does. Um, you know, we passed the ball. We talked about it a few weeks ago. We we second second most passing attempts in NFL history, and I guess the game against the Titans was was sixty eight. Was it? Yeah. Um, right. So I mean that that does play it play a part in this the amount of pressures that we have. Oh. Yeah, so I mean, it, that's you know, and, and 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 that's the reality. That's the truth of it. Uh, and Wally, look, Wally's been starting in the NFL. All right, we still got to hold his feet to the fire. It's just that's just how it works. You you've been starting. You're here for a reason. Yeah, you got you got great out, buddy. That's how it works. Yeah. So you were starting right tackle. He's a starting right tackle because he's been starting for two years, yeah. pretty much. So you can't keep using that. Right. That's not gonna be playing for ten years. Like, hey, you didn't start right tackle. I was I been started for. Ten years. Well, what am I going to be a starting right tackle? Right? Well, you, know, you know, the team didn't want you to be the starting right tackle, but you won in training camp every year. <laughs> you win. You win. So you're a winner. So win. Win on those battles too. Win all those pressures. Okay. He's been solid. He's been solid for us. I, you know, yeah. I, ain't, I ain't gonna beat the guy up. Yeah. But he, he has to do better, right? Yeah. We ex- expect more out of him. It's just like we expect more out of OBJ. We expect right. OBJ to do better than what he's done. And I'm sure OBJ expects more out of himself, more than we expect out of him. Yeah. So. 
Well, I think I think that always has played expectations. You get paid more, you want to be seen as something, yet we expect more from you. Or Wiley, wait, I don't know what his contract is, but Vetman maybe. You know, he's not getting paid a lot. I mean, he's not asking for a top right tackle. So I guess, you know, but but he's still I mean, he's still getting killed online for in the, the, right. the pressures and stuff. So, um, yeah. so he he's he's not not getting not getting um you know called out for. But both these guys are equally so. Right, that's part part of the territory, man. You yeah. know, it's gonna it's gonna happen. You know, you I mean, you still, you, you know, you can't be in. <laughs> like I can't imagine him being in meetings. Like, well, shoot, I ain't even supposed to be the starting right tackle. <laughs> 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 I mean, this ain't even my job. <laughs> yeah, right. What do you want from me, yo? Dude, hey, I'm the backup. You know, I'm doing the best I'm, I can. I'm supposed to give up. Yeah, <laughs> shit. He, he, he joker trying to get paid like everybody else. I'm sure. He's like, look, this is my calling card. And so, yeah. you know, Marcus Dash don't think I'm gonna start right tackle. I need to <laughs> go start somewhere. So, <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, so this weekend we got our, we got our game predictions here. Uh, this week was supposed to be a highly anticipated game going into the season. You had Russ in Denver, you had Mahomes in Kansas City, you had two teams that are going to be competing for the AFC West. Uh, well, one one team is. Um, that game was supposed to be a Sunday night game, got flexed out of it. Um, yeah. I believe it's now the Chargers and Dolphins, um, a game that has more playoff implications there. Um, so Chiefs traveling to Denver um, for I believe the second matchup between Russ and Mahomes. Um, Russ has him one or no. That last game actually was a Sunday night game uh, where they played each other. Um, Mahomes had some amazing highlights in that game. But um, Chiefs nine and a half point favorite, um, and with the win, we steal the AFC West. Um, or if uh, the Chargers lose, we also steal the AFC West, even regardless if we win or lose our game. Um, we'll clinch the AFC West title for the millionth year in a row. Uh, but JD, who do you have in this game where we are a nine and a half point favorite in? Uh, nine and a half point favorite. Uh, uh, to be honest, I think this is. This is going to come down. Uh, to the numbers, I think it's going to be 31, 13. That's what I'm wow. looking at. I just, I, I just think, man, these guys, man, they, they're imploding in Denver. Uh, they, they got a great defense. The defense is, you know. Pretty legit, yeah. uh, but I think you know offense going to have to try to make a statement to to move up. So, actually, let me do it 20, 28, 28, 13. That's where I'm at. Interesting. I believe that Denver has the number one red zone defense in the league, and we we've been struggling in the red zone recently. So, I mean, this, this is if we, if we want to establish anything, it's going to have to be against this team right here, a good defense, and so. That'll be that'll be a great challenge for us to get into the red to the end zone, the red zone, uh against this team. So I think that's where it's like, oh, look, you want to get in the end zone? This is what we have to do. We got to get through this team right here, who, who does an excellent job, you know, keeping guys from scoring touchdowns. Yeah. So it'd be a great challenge for the offense. Yeah. Did you always like your trips to uh Denver? Were you a fan of the the mile high trips or no? Not you know what? It's a beautiful place. But man, that that elevation. Oh my gosh. When I'm talking about tired of run, um, that is without a doubt. Woo! That lays on you. It absolutely lays on you. You know, so everybody, you know, kind of uh you know, kind of uh uh, uh adapts to it different times, different ways, you know, and I think
you know, some guys like, I didn't really affect me. To me, I'm like, shoot, at the first quarter, I was like, gas, like, <sighs> trying to find the air. Where's the air at? Bad guy. Where, <laughs> you know, until we started doing, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, get, trying to get acclimated, doing uh, what, what's it called? The uh, elevated training or whatever it is. Like you know, we started doing that toward the end of my career, which helped out a whole lot. You could tell the difference for sure. Elevated training. You guys are going to. You guys are practicing elsewhere. That closer like the, to that altitude. Well, we would wear masks, uh-huh. and certain masks we'd wear. You know, and and train that way. Right. So you could tell the difference. You could tell like, okay, it's not as bad as as it usually usually is. Okay. So mm-hmm. interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah. Did you guys? Did you guys? I, mean, I I don't remember the watching the games back in the day, but um, do, uh, did you guys have the oxygen masks on, on the sideline during those games? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jamal, sure Jamal Lewis style. Jamal Lewis had those things everywhere he went, man. <laughs> oh yeah. They, yeah, they had they had them jokers out there. You seen two or three people like that. <laughs> <laughs> Looking around like who else is getting some of this? <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah. So uh, twenty-eight thirteen. Uh, it's not that not the highest scoring game this weekend according to Vegas. Uh, it's middle of the pack. They have a total points at forty-four, and you had twenty-eight thirteen. So, uh, ooh, you got us under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I just, the, the offense is not going to really do too much. You know, it's always with them. I, I just think, you know, they're reeling right now. Yeah. Trying to find some identity. Shoot, I don't think it's all uh, Russell's fault. That's for sure. It's definitely not all his fault. No. Shoot. Offensive coordinator, guys ain't getting open, ain't running the right routes. I mean, you can see it. You can see it. And the frustration. And Russ is just such a positive guy all the time. You know, it's just like, hey, guys, gonna, it's like, hey, you see what we're working with here? Yeah. Javante J- J- getting hurt. And then, you know, the whole Melvin Gordon thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, I always said that it was gonna, when I heard everyone saying Denver's going to be the team to beat in the AFC West. First year quarterback and coach in the same in this. How often do you see a first year head coach and quarterback go to the same team together? You don't usually see success when that happens. It doesn't happen too often. You don't really see uh, success. Takes time. It's tough. But I guess you just figured, you know, the caliber of quarterback that Russ was, he was going to be able to make the difference. I mean, I thought that. I was like, oh, okay, like you know, they got something out there. Yeah. So, and I mean, it's what we said. You know, when you get when you get paid a certain amount, there's expectations that come with it. There's absolutely, no no question yeah. about it. So yeah. now it comes out, and then he's selfish and all type. You know, just look at him in his bathroom. I'm like, Dad, God, like we talk about dissecting everything this dude does. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Man, man. And you hear reports that uh, you know they could save about thirty something million if they with in dead money if they cut him by the June first or whatever. Like I'm seeing, there's potential of that that people are saying that the Broncos could do that. So it's like you don't have you don't have your first round pick. You traded that to Seattle. I mean, ugh. yeah, I, I I don't too. You know, you, you you stepped in this one. You know, you, the thing is, you know, full off season maybe with these guys, maybe you know, maybe. They turn into something. So, yeah, it's not looking good in Denver. But that, uh-huh. that's, that's one less team for us to worry about, <laughs> right? And we we and we cannot overlook these guys. No, especially the defense. I mean, that, that's that's a good defense. That's why that's why Broncos fans are so pissed off. It's like if you even have like an average offense, 
that team could sneak into the playoffs at a wild card spot, but that they're yeah. so bad on offense. Right, right. Yeah, I, I just think they put him in some bad predicaments, man. Positions. He's getting hit a lot too. They O line is Yeah. Uh, but that was the thing though. Uh, the, uh, Seattle when when Russ was doing when last few years when he hasn't been look, looking good, they blamed it on the O line up there. You know, Geno Smith takes over that same old line. Geno Smith's looking all right. And then he comes to Denver. You know, he's going to have a good, uh, I don't know. Out of the frying pan into the fire. Yeah. Good for Geno, though, for him uh, taking over, you know, doing, you know, doing some of that starting gig. Yeah, he's doing, he's doing some good things up there, man. I'm happy yeah. for Geno. Yeah. So it's always good to see you know, some of these veterans resurrect their careers. Um, 100%. 100%. Or guy, especially guys who you know, who, especially in New York, you know, roll through the roll through the mud in the media. I mean, and like he's been he's been scared. I mean, a lot, a lot of these guys have, but you know, especially when you're in New York and you are starting, you know, quarterback and a, a high pick. I mean, you get scared if you, if you don't meet those expectations. So right, um, yeah, you know they're gonna torch you up in New York too. Yeah, it's a, that, 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 that that's as close as you're gonna get to Philly, but that's even worse because that's the media cap of the world. <laughs> um. But all right. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concern presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys on Sunday after the game. Um, and for Chief Concerns, we'll see you, of course, uh, next week. Um, yeah. Um, actually, in uh, JD, uh, the headband. I, I love yeah. it. Anyone's interested in looking like JD, getting that headband, uh, go to chief-concerns.com uh, for some information. And got some more merchandise. It's on its way in 2023. Yes, so, like, sir. The new year, we're going to have some new gear for you guys to go get on the website as well. Get a little swagoo, man, going in with, with yourself, man. Having this, you know, go out to play some ball, some football, whatever you want to do with this, you're going to turn some heads. Mm-hmm. Man, where you get that at? <laughs> yeah. Chief concerns, baby. Yes, sir. Go to the gym sporting your uh, your favorite podcast. There you go. That's right. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 